Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and we got a new face in the clubhouse today. It's going to be exciting, new, fresh outlook to a team that we've talked about before. So, Sarah, how are you doing, and how are things going? Hi, I'm doing good. Um, things are going good. I mean, spring training is literally on TV right now downstairs. So, what could be worse? You know, um, got the got the game coming. I mean, and the pitch clock is going. And it's changing things. So I'm very, very excited for the season to start out. We're going to come back to that pitch clock thing that you mentioned that. But yes, absolutely. It's great. So before we get started, Top Fan Rivalry followers, as as usual, go to TopFanRivalry.com. Uh, click on the little button right there. Watch party and let us know if you want to be at the Anaheim event, the Fountain Valley event in California. We're going to be in Boston. We're going to be in New York. We're going to be in Philly. We're going to be in Chicago. We're going to also be... Um, in Atlanta and Houston and L.A. and San Francisco and San Diego. So wherever you want to get together and have the community be together, let us know. We'd love to love to see you. So enough with that. Sarah's got a bunch of baseball knowledge, and I can't wait to talk to her. So, Sarah, tell me, I can tell that you are a big, just by seeing you, you're a big Yankees fan, right? Yeah, no, um, <laughs> Mets are, are more my thing. Um, <laughs> I'm a gig- I am a gigantic Mets fan um, from – the time I could remember, you know, my Nana, actually, she was a gigantic Brooklyn Dodgers fan, like grew up down the street from Ebbets Field, um, rode the subway of Jackie Robinson kind of thing. Um, and it's a classic thing where they left and it broke her heart. And, you know, and it really wasn't you couldn't watch them on TV. Like I have MLB.TV if you don't have it. That's that's pretty awesome. That's how I watch my Mets. Um, but not sponsored, I don't think. But anyway, uh, it left and she broke her heart and they just found out in the newspaper. And so and she couldn't like the Yankees, God forbid, you know, Um, so the Mets became our adopted team. But I always I'm comfortable rooting for the Dodgers. And that's my husband's team, um, because I say if the Mets never happened, that would be my team. So uh, but yeah, of course. See, now, top fan rivalry followers, you can't see Sarah. I can. She's got. The white Gooden jersey in the background, Keith Hernandez, she's wearing Mets gear. I had to tease her a little bit. Uh, she's got a <laughs> USC flag in the back, so I've been talking to her about UCLA since. No, I'm teasing. But you just, you just got to have some fun, right? So I love it. So you just told me why you're a Mets fan. And, and one of the reasons, Sarah, I like doing these things is I like hearing about how it came about and the fact that it's family. Baseball is America's favorite pastime, and it's all about family. And so I love that. I absolutely love that. So now let me ask you this question. Tell me, favorite player, current and of all time? They don't have to be Mets, but trust me, you've got plenty to choose from. So I really do. Um, All time is hard. All time is got to be between Seaver and Piazza, which I'm sure is a pretty common answer. I mean, when I say Seaver is like, our golden child he really he it's truly he is the only um other than Mike Piazza if you name uh wearing a Mets cap and thankfully we got Mike Piazza and after that but he was kind of Dodgers Mets Tom Seaver was the heart and soul of the Mets even when we stunk um on the 69 team you know we had Nolan Ryan on that team as well as a rookie but we're not going to talk about that um he was the kid. He was the franchise. That's his, um, that's his name. Um, and he was so good. If you haven't seen clips of him, like, yeah, Tom Seaver, he's one of the best pitchers of all time, like just absolutely incredible. 
and the loyalty that stays with staying with the Mets. I know he, you know, had a journeyman career at the end of his career, but he was with us through and through. And that's kind of why I love my, the, my current, I mean, not current, he's retired. David Wright is the other one. Um, he really, um, and he was a rookie in 2006, which is kind of when I started watching every single day, staying on the Mets, following them. Um, and if you don't know David Wright, I feel like he's back injury spinal stenosis. Um, it's the same thing that took Andrew Luck out that made um, him retire early. Um, but he would be in the Hall of Fame and perhaps should still be in the Hall of Fame if that didn't happen around his 30s. But he was, he's our Derek Jeter, David Wright. He's our captain. We uh, locally grown, we grew him up. He played third base, which is like a cool, sexy position. I mean, at least I thought when I was a little leaguer. Um, and he always did everything right. He was always an all-star. He was always a gold glover. He was in the 30 for 30 club. Um, and even bigger, maybe, is he always said everything right in New York. And modern New York press eats you alive. I mean, not that I would know, but I, there's just so many people who you say one thing and you're screwed or there's you have to follow up with that or you have to. He always said everything right. Just a great guy on and off the field. And as a little, little leaguer, it was just the perfect guy to look up to. I talk about fundamentals. He. In, in my eyes, he was he was my hero, you know. That's actually a really good call. And, I, and you're right. I usually hear a lot about Mike Piazza. Very few yeah. times do I hear about Tom Seaver. Most of the ladies that I interview will say, Pete Alonzo's my my first guy right now. I Actually, I, I didn't say his name right. It's Pete. I can't find a jersey that fits me, Alonzo. Um, <laughs> and then there's Mike Piazza, which you girls don't seem to mind when, when you're, you know, watching Pete. But um, I love that you said David Wright, too, because I'm in the process of doing a live with a group of people on Friday nights. And believe it or not, we're doing a um, if you could do redo a career, whose career would you redo? And so we put a bracket like a March Madness together. And David Wright's right. in that bracket. Right. Because right. he's one of those guys that if injury wouldn't have taken him out, he probably would have been if not a household name for a lot longer than he will be. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would be like a Jeter. You're absolutely right. He would absolutely be like a Jeter. Yeah. Yeah. No. And with the new, with the new hall of fame committee, um, that's, you know, electing a lot more people. And you can even argue he's a hall of famer right now, but if you look at his stats, he would have gone to 3000 hits. He already has every single Mets record, except for home runs. Daryl Strawberry still has that. And Pete Alonso will probably pass that, but hits um th uh triples doubles stolen bases like it's just so well-rounded of a career and I mean Evan Longoria was the guy that he always competed with at third base um for like gold love and all that stuff but he he would be in the hall if not I mean it was like 30 which is pretty young nowadays to end your career yeah yeah I again super I I, I like David Wright there's there's two guys that, and I'll mention one guy and you'll probably agree or disagree with me, but I probably think you would agree. There's two, I love baseball players that just lace them up and show up every day just to play the game. You don't hear about them. They're not the A-Rods where you hear about them all right. the time in the the um, the media, right? 
And so I loved David Wright when he played. I also loved Dustin Pedroia when he played. Because they just lace them up and they play the game right. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't, you're not hearing about them, you know, oh, they went to a club and beat up some dude or something stupid, right? They just showed up every day and said, coach, put me in. Wherever you're going to put me in, I'm going to play. And both in big market cities where it was really easy to like, you know, do whatever, go party, blah, 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 blah. Neither of them had a reputation. Both had the reputation of being stand-up guys on and off the field. and. And that rubs off on young fans, I, I think, especially. It really did on me. Yeah, it's it's really tough to watch. It's hard because I liked David Wright. I, I had a love-hate relationship with Wright. My love for him was he was so good when he mm-hmm. played. My hate for him was he always seemed to level up when he played the Dodgers. Yep. And he'd end up going like four for ten with like three home runs. And you're like, dude, okay, get out of town. We don't need to see you in L.A. anymore. But that's... But it's a love hate thing, no, right? It always I mean, seems like like you have that. No, like you have the short. I know it's not like Yankee Stadium, but you have like a little bit of the shorter um, yeah. outfield in right field at Dodger Stadium. Right. And I remember he would just go every single time, and it was it's kind of like and back in the day, City Field was impossible to hit a home run on. They've moved in the fences like fifteen feet, something, and lowered the fences like fifteen feet. Back in the day, the original City Field, it was one of the hardest stadiums in baseball to hit a home run on. And it just seemed like whenever we went to one of the state, like Fenway, Yankee Stadium, maybe Dodger Stadium with the right field, we just, they just were so excited. <laughs> just had a field day, it seemed like. Listen, that's why you have a, there are certain players, you respect them. When you say love, hate, you didn't hate them. It's just like when they're playing you, they level oh, up. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I can name a bunch of players like that. I mean, I don't hate Derek Jeter. I really don't. I mean, I hate Aaron. It's he's so easy to hate, but you can't <laughs> hate Derek Jeter. You just he did every he was a good guy, a good player, a captain. But when he played us and crushed us, yeah, I hated Derek Jeter and I booed him. Um, but in general, like I don't, you know what I mean? But I totally get what you're saying. How could you not respect a guy? It's hard not to respect a right. guy that Nike basically had Jordan tipping his cap to like, this guy yeah. in a commercial, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to to hate this guy, right? Right. And I think David Wright was in that commercial too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was, yeah. And your mascot he was in there too. Yeah, he's world famous. <laughs> so awesome! I love those two those two picks. Those are those are great picks. Cool. So now let's talk. Let's transition it to ballparks. Where have you been in your lifetime? Where have you seen a game live? Right. So I have a list. I wish it was more like when I was making, I was like, dang, I got to go to some more stadiums. But so obviously old Shea in the new city field, old Yankee stadium, the new Yankee stadium, uh, been to the nationals park. I've been to Wrigley field, which was awesome. I sat in the bleachers for a Sunday day game and I have maybe never seen more junkie in my entire life for like a Sunday noon game. It was, that was legendary. Anyways. um, I also (laughs) been to, Oakland A's Stadium, the San Francisco Giants Stadium, uh, Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, and then uh, Petco in San Diego. So I, not that I I got to do a lot more now that I did this. I'm glad I glad I was confronted with this. Nice. So which one's your favorite? I mean, it's easy to say city. Um, yeah. I can't help it. It's like my temple. It's like home. I mean, the food is really good. They model it after Ebbets Field. <laughs> if you've never been there, the food is amazing. The food is like out of sight. Um, and they model it after Ebbets Field. So it's the kind of thing where 
every time you're walking in the stadium, you can see the field, which I think is really cool. Like the old Shea was just like concrete, like old Shea was disgusting, horrible nightmare. Like in all honesty, it was just, it was there. Um, but in the new city, you can see everything. I mean, but other than city, cause it's so boring. Um, Wrigley is pretty, pretty fantastic. Like I said, I was in the bleachers and it was an experience. Um, yep. Like I could write a book for my one game there and I can't imagine going <laughs> so many games there. Um, that's commitment. And then at Petco in San Diego is pretty amazing. Um, I think it's pretty similar to city where it's open, great food, newish, clean, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I was laughing when you said great food, because it, this must be a Mets thing. Every, every Mets fan that I've interviewed, that's, that's a lady. Now the guys don't mention the food, but the ladies are like, "Oh, we got the best food." I'm like, "What do you guys do?" I swear to God, food? my dad, my dad would mention the food first. We always talk about the, it's just it's it's a big priority when you go. Rather than I mean, and I love a Dodger dog. I all day I'll eat a Dodger dog, but there's something about getting like a steak sandwich with Swiss and mushrooms at the yep. ballpark, and yep. it's just, it's phenomenal. Um. But yeah, no, the food has been a big priority and you notice it, I feel like, when you go. So the um the thing tell me if you notice this about Petco, because I've I've heard the same thing about City Field. It's very open. Tell me if you if you notice this about Petco. They've kind of rectified it over the last couple of years. Did you think it was dark? When was the yeah. last time you were there? Yeah. I've so I've been there like four years ago and then like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So and I did notice um four years ago it was a bit it was a bit dark like I guess that's the way to shadowy that's the way to describe it I figured it out and I figured out how they rectified do you know what it was mm -mm. most of their lights went north to south instead of east to west oh see, so I they had those towers they still have them yeah but now they have lights that are east to west as well right that's so and interesting right there you go nobody nobody I'm glad that you mentioned that so top 10 rivalry followers I'm glad that I finally have somebody that feels the same way because the first time I went I'm like this is dark it's been I, like it feels like there's buildings towering above or something yeah. like that you know yeah well and they got a they got a great team let me tell you they bought oh everybody God. that they could buy this year uh, so. I mean and Machado literally just is signed yesterday with them like an 11 yeah. year contract and I mean the Mets were looking at that for next year so that's interesting but whatever now I hate Machado yeah another, another to add to the list you know, when we're not online, I'll tell you a story about Machado and we'll, um, where why Dodger fans feel certain ways about him. Um, I mean, I can I can guess, but yeah. So let me ask you a question, a follow up question on the the stadiums. So you've got a month off. Money's not an object, okay, and you can only go to five stadiums. Where are you and your husband going to go that you haven't been? So where right. are you going to go that you haven't been? So definitely Fenway. Okay, I was gonna I ask. I go said you're Fenway, so okay, good Fenway. Okay, Fenway. Um, I'm trying to think of all the stadiums. Um, so I've been to a lot of the California ones. I want to go to the Midwest, like Milwaukee. Okay. Um, I want to see the hot dog race, or you know <laughs> what I mean, like the sausage race that they do. Um, awesome. and now that I'm just thinking of attractions, maybe um the Brave Stadium, how they do the freeze. Okay. The guy that runs yep, really, really yep. fast, but yep. maybe I'd want to, I'd want to be in it. Maybe even though I wouldn't win, <laughs> I'd want to experience that. 
Um, awesome. I don't know. The Texas Rangers stadium seems awesome. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never heard about it before, but I've just seen it in Arlington. Um, that looks pretty amazing. Um, and maybe the new Miami Marlins stadium. Um, but it used to, it used to have like the big structure in the back and the fish, um, as the bullpen yeah. or whatever. Um, but they got rid of all the wacky stuff because I guess they were getting hate about, I'm a Mets fan. So we play them all the time. So like I see the stadium, um, and they got rid of all the wacky stuff. So maybe back when it was wacky, um, and just finding its way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are great stadiums. Normally I hear. So I'll tell you which ones I hear. If mm-hmm. if they've been to the East Coast and West Coast, like like you, yeah. Normally I hear Fenway, right? I was yeah. I, and I was glad that you had said that, right? Fenway, right away. So Fenway, normally I hear Fenway, and then I'll hear stadiums like Wrigley, which you've already been to. Right. But I typically hear PNC Park in Pittsburgh because it's very picturesque. That looks nice. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I hear a lot of times Citizens Bank. And I know you hate the Phillies, but yeah, yeah, I don't just know. the nostalgia of it, right? <laughs> um, I hear Great American Ballpark a lot uh, right. in Cincinnati, right. and I hear Minute Maid a lot down in Houston. Yeah, see, I have no need. Like, I'm not a <laughs> hater. I'm not a hater. Um, because because and I do appreciate that a lot of guys on the team right now weren't involved with any of that, so I do like feel, but I just I don't feel. I don't feel the call to it. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I like the idea of new stadiums. Um, PNC Park is a good one. I forgot about that. That's that's a nice one. And you can get tickets there anytime. Usually, there's only three, four hundred people that go there. Per, no, just just joking. Pirates fans that yeah, don't want to fan. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's gorgeous, and I'm sure it's a good experience. I've got a really close friend of mine who's a Reds fan. And he goes, Bill, come anytime. And I'm like, okay, so how are we going to get tickets? And he says, are you kidding me? There's like 8,000 people in a 60,000 walk up, venue. Walk up to the ticket stand. <laughs> yeah, I want this one. No, 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 I want this one. So cool. awesome. Okay, so Sarah, final question. So we've talked about you being a Mets fan. We talked about how it started. We talked about favorite players, which I thought you were a rock star with saying those players. Cool. The, the stadiums, and I love your analysis from it. Now break down 2023. What are you looking forward to with the Mets? Obviously, you guys signed Kate Upton. Um, <laughs> and Justin's going to pitch, but you guys signed Kate Upton. Um, so now you put Max and, and Justin back in the rotation together, which they were in Detroit, right. right, in the successful years in Detroit. But what are you looking for in 2023? What just stands out to you? You haven't played a game yet in right. the regular season, but what stands out? Boom. So – like we're I like I mentioned the pitch clock at the beginning of this. I am excited for steals. I love steals. And the Mets don't steal. No one steals anymore. Like John Birdie had like 40 last year. Vince Coleman and Ricky Henderson used to get a hundred ACs, which is like if you say that to people, like it's unheard of that you lied. But right. with the pitch clock and everything, steals are going to become part of the game again, which I am so excited for. I was in Little League in softball in high school and college. I was lead off, always steal second base. Because then you got a man on, it changes the game. And I feel like that was a huge part of the game that's been lost. Um, and even though, you know, pitch clock, good, bad, whatever, it is going to result in a lot more steals and a lot more attempts and a lot more throwovers and box. And it's just, I feel like a lost aspect of the game 
we're going to get back, which is so exciting. I had, I'm, I'm kind of mesmerized by what you're saying because I I haven't heard people say, well, gee, the pitch clock is going to bring more stolen bases. And that's a great, that's a great take. I have to tell you, that's, that's the best take I've heard on the pitch clock so far. Thank I love you. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What else? What else about 2023? Yeah, no, I mean, and also going with the pitch clock and with the sticky stuff being taken away, I really feel like the pitchers, the men are going to be separated from the boys. Like we are really going to see who is the elite of the lead who can handle it. Um, I feel like without naming names, we've seen a few pitchers already fall off after the sticky stuff, like just noticeably have a lot worse numbers than they used to. Um, And I feel like combined with being under the pitch clock and needing to throw the dang ball over the plate, you can't hide, you can't, stand around for a few minutes, kick the dirt. You need to just throw. Um, and the pitcher and the batters need to just hit. So I really feel like after everything, everyone gets used to it and everything, like I get the adjustment period, of course, but we're really going to see who is the elite of the lead and who could handle anything and still pitch lights out. Yeah, you know, the typical Mets fan making fun of Joe's sticky ears must grow. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, um, it's funny because Nomar used to have that whole thing where he'd tap and touch his yep. wristband. Valdez out in Houston, when you were watching the World Series, it was like three and a half minutes between each pitch. Right. And I would tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go make dinner now. She's no, like, really? oh, I'm going to go get a game. snack. Like, no, nah, it'd take me 20 minutes to make dinner and I'm not going to miss a pitch. This guy takes forever. It's true. So. And even yeah, as no. a gigantic baseball fan, no one likes that. Like it, it's annoying for anyone. Like we still boo. Like it's annoying. Like no one likes that. Like and we get, you know, in between pitches, whatever. But you get to a point where it really is. And I, I think this will be really good because you, you'll get used to it. That's what all the guys in minor leagues have said because they've had that for at least a year now. Um, you just get used to it. Um, and they have it in college too. So the younger guys will be a lot more used to it as well. Okay, so tell me, just tell me from a Mets perspective. I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a hypothetical based on what happened with the Braves in Boston this week. Right. Right. Okay. We're in late August, last week in August. You guys are are up on the Phillies by two games, up on the Braves by three games. Okay. And you guys are playing the Phillies at City Field. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're up on them by two games. Um, bases are loaded, you guys are down by one run. A called third strike happens to end the game because the batter took too much time. Yeah. Are you like pitch clock at that point? So if it's August at this point, like, okay, in the moment, I'm going to scream and be annoyed. Not going to lie. I'm not going to like be like, well, typical New Yorker, logical, blah, blah, blah. I would still be annoyed. But in August of that point, unless it's like a new minor leaguer, like, get it together. What are you doing? Get in the batter box. Like, don't, I would kind of blame the batter. Like, don't, you know, it's like um, bailing out the pitcher, like make him throw a pitch. Um, I think it's kind of ample time, but I'm not going to lie in the moment. I would totally be annoyed. And I've heard them say maybe in the eighth and ninth inning, you turn it off or an extra inning, you turn it off the pitch clock. Um, But yeah, annoyed in the moment. But then I think I blame the hitter, honestly. So the um, so there's two concepts to this, right? One, the batter should know if it's August, they should already know, right? right? It shouldn't catch them off guard. Yeah. Um, 
But two, and more importantly, it's kind of like hockey. And I don't know if you're a hockey fan or not, mm. but years ago when they changed the two line rule, this is probably 15 years ago, guys like Luke Robitaille were at the end of their careers and they weren't able to keep up with these guys. Right. A lot of these older pitchers, and this is going to affect Max, it's going to affect JV mm. as well, right? You have to pitch within a certain period of time. Usually those guys are just kind of catching their breath after, I mean, try to throw a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, you know, five times within a minute. Right. It's going to be tough. It's going right. to be tough. And right. so, so you might see a lot more relievers, too. Yeah. But I love your take, Sarah. I, I'm not stroking your ego here. I love your take on the stealing because I'm a little ball guy, right? I, so I'm tired so of watching everybody – try to get up and, and hit a five run home run. I'm getting sick and tired of it all the time. And everybody, you guys, I'm being facetious. I know there's only four runs and uh, right. I'm just being facetious, but <laughs> I'm tired of that. I'm, I, I miss totally the days and trust me. I think it's funny when we had the ship before we had the ship role. I think it's funny that you could leave an entire side of an infield open and a professional athlete couldn't figure out how to hit it that direction. I, I would bunt. Every single time. When I say that would drive me crazy, I I could get up there and bunt down the third baseline. I don't care. I really could. And I would practice it every single day. That's exactly literally exactly. it drove me crazy. Exactly. You don't need you don't need the five run home run every at bat. And I love little ball. And it drove me nuts because last year we had arguably the fastest man in baseball and Trey Turner on the Dodgers. Right. And he had what 20 something stolen bases. That guy should have 300 stolen bases with as yeah. much times that he's on the base, you know, on the base right. pass. Um, but, you know, again, old school baseball, I grew up watching Ricky Henderson play. That right. guy got on, it was a triple. Yeah. Because he would steal second and then he messed with the pitcher so much that either he'd steal third or the pitcher would commit a balk and now he's standing on third and your second guy's up at the and, plate. And it changes the entire game. Like, yeah. even if you're, yeah, the guy standing on third with one out, no outs, pop fly you get him in versus nothing happens in the inning how how often is it where we get the first man on second man on with no outs and then nothing happens and we don't get a run like that shouldn't happen you know you should bunt him over I mean watching Aaron Judge hit second exploded my small ball mind like I don't get it I don't get it like I don't get why he doesn't hit cleanup I and I mean I do get it from you know but I just I'll always be a loyal small ball Small ball fan. Listen, I am too. I I grew up in an era where you played. I mean, when I was impressionable as a teenager, every year um, it was Vince Coleman for the Cardinals mm-hmm. and it was Ricky Henderson for the A's and they were stealing like crazy. They were mm-hmm. just, it was annoying. And it was yeah. annoying. No, you I was a pitcher. Up. Yeah, I was a pitcher growing up. And one of our rival high schools, we had a kid that literally mm-hmm. – if he hit a ground ball to second base, the second baseman had to field it cleanly and throw a BB to first. I was like, he was going to make it. And literally, I would, he'd still second off me. And I was left handed. He'd still second off me. There's nothing I can do about it. And then he messed with me at third, uh, at second base. And I'm like, man, just don't commit a box. Don't do anything stupid. You know, when you're in yeah. high school, you're like, okay, which girls are watching me? Okay. Right, right. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything. He comes set and he's like dancing over there. And you're like, I'm going to ignore him and throw it. Then he steals third. Okay, good. No, I no, just gotta I was, get you out before you get on base. I was that player and I batted first and it was awesome. It was so fun. 
And I was like, I don't get why more people don't do it. Like I get some people just aren't, don't have this feed, but I was like, more people should do this. Like they just don't, maybe it's fear of getting caught. Maybe it's, but I don't, I, I was that player and it was so fun. Let me tell you. Well, and, and I would argue to just, you know, a little off topic here, but I would argue you take teams like, um, and no disrespect to these teams, but like the Marlins, like the, in your division, like the Marlins, um, mm -hmm. like the Nationals, like the Pirates, like the Reds. If you can get a guy that can get on and steal, yeah. you're going to get probably eight to 10 wins. You may not make the playoff, but you're going to get eight to 10 mm -hmm. wins more. You're not going to lose 100 games. Right. Because guess what? You're going to get a guy on. And again, if it's August and the Mets are, you know, if you're out of it and the Mets are only up on the Phillies by two games and you it's got a guy ball. you're you're in DC and you got a guy that steals second and steals third the Mets are playing like rattled because they're trying to make the playoffs right the game and you Jeez. end up stealing games that way man and also a guy who could bunt just to, and I don't get why every why every athlete can't bunt it's like I know it's fast pitching but just practice bunting Every single, every day, you know, and just get, get a guy who could run and a guy who could bunt. That doesn't even take that much skill. And bang, you have like 10 more wins. Like, seriously. Yeah. Listen, I'm, all I got to say is Sarah for manager for the, for the <laughs> angels or pod or pirates or something like that. We'll sign you up. Right. We'll get I'm, you an I'll 11 year, $300 million contract. Oh my God. I'll, I'm, I'll pay, I'll pay to do it. I'm, I'm sure that's a little less than what you make in your profession, but Hey, you know, what, <laughs> what can you do? Right. All yeah, I can get you is 300 million. Yeah. I'll settle. So, well, Sarah, you've been a fantastic guest. Stick around for a second, but you've been a fantastic guest and we got to have you on again. You've got a lot of good baseball knowledge. So this would be fun. Thank you. you so I, I really had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to be on again. Absolutely. Now, Sarah, um, Sarah has an Instagram page that we're going to plug right now, but we're, um, Sarah, tell us a little bit about your Instagram page real quick as we're wrapping up. And then we'll cool. top fan rivalry followers. We're going to post it and tag her when, when, um, you're listening to this, she'll be able to, to tag her, but Sarah, go ahead and tell us about your page. Cool. So I have a little Instagram page called B ball card queen, B B A L card queen. Um, and I just, I do a lot of through the mail autographs. Um, and it's when you write a player asking for the autograph on a baseball card and they write back and give you a signature. And it's really cool. This is George Kirby from the Mariners right here. Um, and it's really exciting and really fun. Um, and the hashtag is TTM through the mail, um, TTM success. Um, and I post five or six times daily, weekly, um, all of my TTM successes and it's pretty exciting. And so and if you want to get in on the hobby, it's a great place to see guys who are writing back. Well, I'm looking at your page right now. And on February 5th, you posted a Steve Carlton thing, which is super cool. Yeah. I love that. Fun. That was that was pretty awesome. So um I and we'll we'll make sure and you got your Tom Seaver here. We'll make sure that you uh we plug you a little bit more, but you've been fantastic and we're gonna get you on again, I promise. Thank you so much. I've really had so much fun. Bet. Top fan rivalry followers. Again, this is Sarah. She's a Mets fan. We're trying to find every single Sarah we can that's a Mets fan. I think that's our new hobby. Uh, no, I'm teasing. Um, We're but... building an army to come yeah. to take over the world. Sarah exactly. Mets fans, maybe. 
Um, and then uh, don't forget to check out the watch parties so that you can uh, sign up for that. And Sarah, we appreciate your time and we'll have you on again soon. Thank you so much. You bet.